Welcome to AEM Early Access, a collaboration between Brown University Emergency Medicine and the editors of the Academic Emergency Medicine Journal. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and here's what we've got for you today. The treatment of pain in vaso-occlusive crises in sickle cell disease can be challenging. Many of us now are trying to reduce the harm of opioids, but at the same time, alleviation of pain in these vaso-occlusive crises is of critical importance. Today we're going to talk about a paper from the February issue of AEM entitled Ketamine Administration for Acute Painful Sickle Cell Crises, a Randomized Controlled Trial. First author, Dr. Muhammad Al-Sharani of King Fahad Hospital of Imam Al-Durrahman bin Faisal University in Dammam, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, is here with us today. He is a professor of emergency medicine and critical care, chair of the Department of Critical Care, and vice dean of the College of Medicine there. His special interests are in clinical research and guideline development, and we are so pleased to have him with us today. Don't forget to read the full text of this article available on our blog at brownemblog.com. Good morning, Dr. Al-Sharani. Welcome to the podcast. I suppose it's the afternoon for you in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Good morning, Gita. Thank you for having me on today. So your paper looks at the effect of adding ketamine to usual care for the treatment of vaso-occlusive crises in patients with sickle cell disease. So before we get into the details of your study, let's talk a little bit about previous research in this arena. So most of our listeners in the United States are familiar with sickle cell disease and its usual management. So what kind of data exists about the downsides of opiate use for relief in vaso-occlusive crises in this population? And why might we be interested in adjunct agents like ketamine? Yeah, thank you for the uh, question of having me on today. Uh, so as you know, that sickle cell disease patient is, is a frequent visitor to emergency department mainly due to vaso-occlusive crisis, painful crisis with severe pain. Um, and that's required uh, a lot of uh, pain medication. Primarily, and uh, most commonly used standard therapy for this is the intravenous hydration and opioids. Uh, and the existing evidence that even there is a, a cross-sectional survey uh, distributed over 721 ED physicians found that uh, more uh, as um, uh, that emergency physician who attend to more than one sickle cell disease patient per week were inclined to have negative attitude toward uh, sickle cell disease patient was and less likely to redose them with opioid therapy uh, within 30 minutes. Plus, the commonly uh, reported side effects of opioids like drowsiness, nausea, terminal pain, confusion. And sometimes if overdose like respiratory depression and, and uh, others. So uh, here's the, the, the issue with using a lot of opioids with, with, and, and those uh, group patients and the, uh, the attitude of uh, practice dif- uh, differ between physician uh, toward redosing and appropriate uh, pain management for those group. Thank you. And, and what do we know about the use of ketamine for treating acute pain in the emergency department in general? And is there any data for the use in vaso-occlusive crisis in sickle cell disease? Yeah, actually ketamine is, is, is uh, gaining some popularity in the emergency department, what we call uh, the sub-low-dose uh, ketamine for a sub-dose dose uh, 
uh, analgesic dose. So there are uh, randomized, uh, actually there's systematic review of meta-analysis included uh, eight randomized control trials and that was published in AEM in 2021 actually. Uh, a total of 1,191 patients uh, and they found that uh, the arm of ketamine uh, included 598, morphine is 593 patients. Basically what they found that uh, the main pain score between both arm are having similar analgesic effect. So ketamine, low dose ketamine and morphine has similar analgesic effectiveness within 60 minutes and comparable uh, safety profile. Uh, and those pain, uh, I mean, uh, group patients differ when it comes to type of pain they have. Some of them musculoskeletal pain, some of them abdominal pain, so different categories. But at the end of the day, they found that uh, ketamine is safe and there is comparable uh, analgesic effects compared to morphine. So, so let's move into your paper. What specific question were you hoping to answer? So basically our paper is addressing the ketamine administration for acute painful crisis in sickle cell disease patients, and it was randomized control trial. So as I said earlier, the object was to evaluate the efficacy and also safety uh, compared to opioid, mainly morphine. Um, so this is, this is the main uh, question of our study. The objectives actually the, the method that it was a parallel group, prospective, randomized, double blind, and it was a pragmatic trial. Uh, so um, two arms, one arm will be uh, already randomized to single, single dose of ketamine, the other arm to morphine, and it was infused over 30 minutes. Um, uh, so uh, if you want me to go to the results, what we found in that study, actually our primary outcome mainly that it was the mean difference in the numerical pain rating scale over two hours during the ED stay. And there are secondary outcome we looked at like um, hospital admission rate, uh, ED linked stay, changes in vital signs and drug related side effects. Okay, we'll get into the results in just a minute, but as an aside, since you were setting up a large randomized control trial, how prevalent is sickle cell disease in Saudi Arabia? Yeah, so, so uh, sickle cell disease is, is uh, quite prevalent here in Saudi Arabia, and actually it, uh, uh, in, in uh, some regions more than others. So basically there are studies published uh, uh, a couple of years ago um, uh, so uh, the eastern province, um, where the study has been conducted uh, in the east coast of Saudi Arabia, um, sickle cell disease is prevalent where um, about 145 cases per 10,000. Uh, and uh, for example, in the southern region or province, there are 24 cases per 10,000. The northern region, 12 cases per 10,000. Uh, the Western and Central, it's less prevalent where six cases per 10,000. So primarily uh, in the Eastern province where I live and the study has been conducted, it's 145 uh, cases per 10,000. So it's quite prevalent. Okay, great. So yeah, sure. Now let's talk about your results. You enrolled a total of 278 patients randomized to ketamine and morphine groups. So what did you find? Yeah. So basically, we randomized, uh, the, as you said, uh, 278 patients 
So 138 patient to the ketamine arm, uh, one more uh, 140 patient to the morphine arm. Uh, and what uh, the mean age was almost 29. Uh, so this study is different because it's only mainly uh, included adults patients uh, because the few reports before um, in, in pediatric age groups, but this is the, on, the only studies that only uh, included adults uh, age group. Um, so uh, uh, when it comes, uh, those groups are almost randomized and almost uh, um, having the same uh, basic characteristics when it comes to their uh, uh, genotypes, because you know different genotypes when it comes to sickle cell disease patients. Uh, weight and gender and comorbidities. Uh, um, um, so our result, we found that the primary outcome, which is uh, the uh, numeric band rating scale, um, the intention to treat group, we found uh, 5.7 uh, is the NPRS, which is numeric band rating scale compared to 5.6 in the morphine group. Uh, um, the baseline uh, pain score was almost nine in both groups. Uh, and this is because our hypothesis was superiority. Uh, you know, we thought that ketamine might be even better as an algesic uh, medication compared to morphine. Uh, but what we got here is almost the same uh, efficacy uh, in reducing pain. Um, and this was not significant between both groups. So basically both uh, did the job. Uh, and uh, we did this as pair protocol because uh, some uh, lost follow-up. And uh, again, we, we got the same results. Uh, ketamine compared to morphine, uh, having the same numeric pain rating score or scale over uh, two hours. When it comes to the secondary outcome, we looked at the accumulative morphine dose. Here we found uh, some significant finding that we, we thought it's interesting that uh, the ketamine uh, group received less cumulative morphine doses uh, compared to, more, uh, to the morphine arm. And the mean difference is was 0.061 with a significant, with a, an overconfidence interval p-value 0.001. Um, so we believe that the ketamine arm uh, group needed less uh, morphine uh, as a rescue, as uh, therapies compared to the morphine arm. Uh, when it comes to those hospital admission rate and uh, adverse events, uh, there was no significant differences between both groups. Uh, we also measured the RAS score um, and the MAP, PO2, all vital signs, and it was comparable. There was no uh, difference uh, when it comes to uh, other hemodynamic or uh, adverse event between both groups. So how do you feel that this fits in with what we know about using ketamine for acute pain? And what do you think we should come away from this study with? Yeah, so actually yeah, ketamine is, as I said earlier, it's already been used as a pain medication, but uh, for this uh, challenging group, uh, which is a sickle cell disease, uh, painful crisis, uh, many people believe that one of the problems those uh, patient is having is uh, is having the hyperalgesia that developed uh, due to our what we call opioid-induced hyperalgesia uh, because of recurrent uh, use of opioids. 
um, and the ketamine is, is working as an uncompetitive NMDA receptor antagonist and may modulate the opioid-induced hyperalgesia uh, by impairing the sensitization of the spinal neurons and, and uh, receptive stimuli. So here's the theory behind using ketamine that might be a good alternative um, for opioid uh, in those uh, group uh, to avoid um, using lots of opioids uh, with their uh, known side effects uh, and sometimes unnecessary uh, uh, and, 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 and uh, overdosing those patients with, with, uh, with, with those such medications. Um, so still, uh, I believe the, the, the ketamine is a very good alternative and might be what we come up with that it's a, it, uh, it might be used more frequent in this uh, group and uh, can uh, replace uh, lots of, um, uh, I mean, uh, extra doses of, of opioids in those group. Fantastic. Uh, do you have any additional studies planned? What would you like to see come next? Actually, uh, what will be more interested to see if, because, you know, this is a single dose uh, infused over 30 minutes in the emergency department. So one of the things that we think might be, um, uh, should be coming is testing that uh, uh, more frequent dosing with ketamine or uh, some reports come also talking about low dose infusion of ketamine and dose in, uh, in patients whether in the emergency department or those admitted to the hospital. Um, uh, uh, so I think this will be very interesting to see if um, uh, continuous infusion or repeated ketamine dosing, um, how those patients respond to this and what's the clinical uh, impact uh, in their admission or the rate or in their hospital stay uh, and so on. Well, fantastic work. Thank you so much for coming to talk to us today. And I wish you luck with your projects in the future. Thank you, Gita, for having me again. And happy to share some discussion about our paper. And we'll continue. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this month's AEM Early Access. The full text of this article is available on our blog at brownemblog.com, open access for a limited time. Check out all of our podcasts on iTunes. Search for AEM Early Access, all one word. Today's music is by Scott Holmes. I'm Dr. Gita Pensa, and we'll see you next time.